So the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, Jason the McRib McCullough. That's right, folks. The McRib is with us again. (laughs) 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 Can I address something that I probably should have on the other episodes that I have? That that out of the guys that are here, you guys have shit on one person here constantly (laughs) for one of the best movies ever made in Congo. And I just want to say that's bullshit. <laughs> Thank you, McRib. Shout out. Uh, I'll slip you that 20 bill, that $20 bill later. You now, hear that? Now I know it's bullshit. The other four fans out there are bill. cheering. <laughs> I, know, I know that Justin Daggy is cheering right now. Yeah, I'm sorry that talking apes is too much for you. It was the lasers. But... <laughs> hey, here we are. Another episode, and we have a round table discussion about a topic, a subgenre, very near and dear to all of us. That's right. We're talking about werewolves, nay, werewolves. 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 <laughs> so here we are. We're just going to go around and just, I mean, probably essentially bring up as many werewolf movies as we can that we've seen and just, just spitball them real quick and, and give a quick rundown. So, uh, and we have discussed this before. That's right. Episode 11. 11. Wow. Which I think is now just relegated to the blog. Yes. Yes. I think it's phased off of iTunes at this point. Yes. And I believe the three of us were on that episode. I was a guest on that one. Yes. I wasn't. Yeah, I remember my disappointment with exactly specific. (laughs) (laughs) And Man Cham was on there too. (laughs) Yes. But it's been that long ago that we thought, you know what? Probably safe to go back and revisit this. The 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 building that we recorded that in doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Part wow. of campus that has disappeared. But I think I I can't I don't know about the McRib, but for the three of us, I know that we all three are big werewolf guys. Like werewolves are YouTube. I'm, I'm the same. Like this yeah. this is this is my jam. This is what I like. Yes. And what's fascinating too, when you talk to a lot of people. A lot of people like werewolves, but then they'll quickly say, there's not a lot of great werewolf movies. Yeah, and on yeah, this episode, we are going to dig into it and prove to you that they're right. They're really <laughs> yeah. not any <laughs> good not movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, who wants to go? Uh, hey, if anyone brings up Twilight, first off, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Just want to make that clear. I thought you were glittering. <laughs> I want to hit it with uh, Silver Bullet. Uh, Ooh, Silver Bullet. Strong. We have one that we have all gushed on on many episodes. Uh, yes, it's great. One of my favorites uh, in just horror in general. Just uh, was always a family favorite. One of my favorites, certainly for werewolf movies. Um, I kind of have a well-defined five for my all-time on werewolf movies, and this has always been cemented right there in the middle of it. Um, it really takes the classic concepts of a werewolf movie. But also flipping it on more into a mystery whodunit small town aspect. You get all kind of the uh, cinematic benefits of a serial killer movie. 
but pairing it in with the werewolf topic, it's infinitely entertaining. I came into this one later in life. I actually hadn't been exposed to it when I was a kid. I was an adult when I saw it, but it, it is very good. You've got, I don't know, you, there's so much 80s nostalgia wrapped up in this thing. I mean, you got Corey Haim, for starters. Uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> Who doesn't love Gary Busey in this era? Uh, but yeah, it, it's another one of those. And of course, you know, the Stephen King tie-in where it's that story of youth and, and the parents don't quite believe. And so you connect to it as a younger person. Yeah, this this one is really good. And uh, something that I think comes up, and I know came up in the last one, did bipedal werewolf. I am uh, I am much more Here partial to the bipedal werewolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah for definitely. sure. And the the charm of uh, you know taking from the source material, cycle of the werewolf, but this idea of just seasonal, like yeah, you know, it's it's it this this, this occurs over time, and you get to see this the, the town change with things that are going on and holidays, etc. Yeah, because the original opens in snow. Yeah, starts in January, whereas the movie I think runs from spring to Halloween. Yeah, um, yeah, that the novel the novella is great. Bernie Wrightson mm-hmm. did the uh, illustrations. Good stuff. Good story. And I never understood people give uh, the werewolf look some some crap online, but I I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was good. Maybe it was because it's nostalgia when I was a kid, but it's I, not horrible. It's not awful, but that head is not great. That's its big downfall. Yeah. Because because everything else is pretty well done. Yes. Um, the effects. It, it's a slice. It's a slightly better looking head than the Coors Light Beer Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that the guy that helped design Alien? I may be mixing that I don't know. up Rumbaldi, but uh, yeah, the design kind of went south with with the headpiece on it. I mean, the movie, it's the story is. Is way more important, so it's okay. But yeah, that's always been. I think one of the the drawbacks for this, where people weren't a big fan of, was was the wolf look. But yeah. Okay. Solid. Strong opener, Professor. Uh, we just going with favorites. Sure. Uh, I, I I like to always, as part of my uh, effort in this life, is to bring and spotlight more attention on Werewolf of London. Um, oh. This is always one I like to hit on um, because this was a number of years before The Wolfman and really kind of brought to the screen a almost an effortless approach to really making him look pretty gnarly uh, in a way that movies later down the line would, whereas this jumped straight into that. And it's got, um, I mean, top-shelf talent in the movie. This is still early enough in that pre-code era where uh, what would become B-grade kind of stuff was still treated very seriously early on and so you get uh, people like we have in this cast Valerie Hobson uh, Henry Hall they're, they're all so good uh, but it, but in this it's still even with its inclusion within the universal monster kind of universe it's still kind of forgotten about in, in kind of the shadow of the Wolfman but I always like to make sure I spotlight this early on in, the, in these uh, werewolf topics just because it, it's really the OG in terms of an early good movie for it. Anybody else? Uh, I dropped the ball. I, I really I watched a lot of movies that I hadn't seen for this episode, and I also revisited some I hadn't watched in a while, and this was on my list to get to, and I still didn't make it. In time, but definitely worth it. It's I, I've always enjoyed that one, but it, you know it doesn't rank high for me for in werewolf movies, but it definitely is one 
where you can kind of see that that where you know okay werewolves are going to start taking off because they did it well like it's it's not a bad movie by any means but I found it late in life like what starting going back and watching the Universal stuff but uh, it's not one that I probably visit as often as I should though that's actually the first one on my list uh, it's the first one I went ahead and rewatched for the episode this episode um, I like this movie a lot. But I also find that I don't rewatch it near as much as I do the projects that Lon Chaney Jr. was involved in. Um, it's not... It's a much more uh, Mr. Hyde type presentation of the werewolf than it is uh, a lycanthrope. Right. Uh, but nonetheless, that that walking transformation scene... Oh, with the, the pillars? ...is brilliant. Yeah. It's and to really think good. that that was done in what 35 1935 and it was done as seamlessly it was because mostly what we're all used to when we watch the older movies is that uh, layers that time lapse layer gimmick that they used forever uh, but this he's moving he's walking and as he pa- like it passes a pillar comes out and he's a little bit more changed and a little bit more changed they, it's just done very well I'm always it's the one thing I do enjoy about revisiting the Universal movies is, and we're talking 1935, we're talking nearly 90 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And to see what they were able to do in the infancy of, especially talking pictures and special effects wise, is always very interesting to me. And uh, this movie, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it at least one time. I'm not saying you have to rewatch it all the time, but I think you have to see it at least once. And that's ballsy to try to pull something off like that at the, at the time. Yeah, like that's, sure. That's a, if that doesn't go well, yeah, that movie tanks. And I'm sure that it was absolutely horrifying to an audience back then. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is the design on, on Hull is still scary yeah. in the sense of, like, if I saw that come around the corner in a park, oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's still a menacing... Uh, look look on the character almost a century later. Yep. And and you're right, it, it's very much overshadowed by the Lon Chaney Wolfman, which is so iconic. Uh, but this is totally worth the, the checking out, and the look of, of the werewolf is really cool too, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to hang a friend that we all know uh, who may or may not own a pizza joint has a Henry Hall autograph. Yes. Oh, wow. Before. And I'm Very still cool. trying to angle to get that when he dies. <laughs> <laughs> Benny, would you like to throw one out? Oh, let's see. Um, I watched Dog Soldiers for the first time. Yes. This. And uh, I've heard a lot of talk about it over the years, but for whatever reason, I don't know if it wasn't accessible to me or what, uh, of course, everything's much easier to get a hold of now with all the streaming channels. But I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I was like, sometimes when people talk it up so much, you watch it and you're kind of disappointed by it when you say, but th- that was absolutely not the, the, the case with this. I thought there was a very interesting angle. Mm-hmm. Um, something you really hadn't seen before. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I checked it out. I think it's good. I watched it a handful of times. Um, it's, it's not my favorite, but if we're talking about you know a genre, a subgenre that is not filled with a lot of great ones, it's it's definitely up there mm-hmm. for sure, sure to recommend to people. I've always really liked that one because I like you know in most of these movies you get those single solitary werewolf, and I love that there's multiples in this. Yeah, yeah, for a packet type yeah. animal to be yeah. able to exactly. find exactly. It made a lot of sense. Yeah. They really 
they really bring it in that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. And they're, I mean, you know, a werewolf obviously should be huge, but they're real. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're some massive. Old, yeah. 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 One of the, uh, you know, a nerd out a little bit is one of the figures that Soda made is a dog soldier's figure, and I have all of those because they're freaking, they're really cool. In triplicate? Uh, I have three of them, but they're not the same. There's different. There's different variants, Vinny. I don't want to get into the technicalities. So. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get another big classic out of the way that we've guessed on year after year. Uh, American Werewolf in London. Oh. Uh, were you on our episode of Monsterpiece Theater where we talked about it? Yeah. Okay, I yep. thought so. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah, go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear us go at length. But you're 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 listening to four guys who would place that in probably their top ten horror movies of all time. Yes. It's definitely. Yeah, I would say that that's yeah. probably the case. Yes, for sure. So, it's not the best werewolf movie ever. Like it's pretty darn good. Yes. Yeah. Just intersection of werewolves, London, and. Uh, uh, why did I forget the director's name? Landis. John Landis. Yeah, John Landis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let me tell you about this director. He's. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, John Landis. <laughs> so. Yeah, we we love American Werewolf in London. The transformation scene has still yet to be topped. Yeah, yeah. still yet to be topped. And the and blend, the blend of humor. Is it Rob Bottom? Yeah, yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. on Werewolf uh, in London. No, no that's that was, uh, uh, that was Rick Baker. Yeah. Oh, it was Baker. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah. because yeah, he had he had worked on the Howling first. Yeah, right? Bottom was right. on the Howling. Yeah. yeah, that's what. It is. And then Baker left, went to American well, Werewolf. Yeah, showcase really for both in the most major way. Yep. But yeah, so, that transformation scene um, in the apartment is unrivaled. It's it. Again, we talk about the horror mixed with the comedy, mixed with the direction, mixed with the soundtrack. I mean, just it's a convergence of of great yeah. filmmaking. It's arguably the greatest balance of humor and horror yep. ever. Um, I, I think the only thing you could even make an argument for is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. But I mean, American Werewolf in London is horror first, but with just perfectly placed humor. Yeah. It, that movie sets out to entertain and it always does no matter what it's doing they keep it rolling it's a slick movie I saw one of my favorite t-shirts I've ever seen at a con was a parody shirt and I can't quite remember the art but the tagline at the bottom was don't go near the whores (laughs) 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 and I think it had werewolves dressed in lingerie if I remember right all right McRib oh I'm gonna go with um you know what? This is for you. I'm going to say Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. <laughs> Man. <laughs> hey, it's silly, but it's fun. Oh, it is fun. The it sequel is, a is fun, too. Fun movie. Yeah, they're both really good. Yeah, I, I, I can't say I like one more than the other. I think the original and the sequel are equally fun. Red Rocket Wolf Wayne. Oh, <laughs> and for a comedy, pretty good transformation. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I love how slick it is. Whenever they use the gel or whatever they use, I love that. Yeah. That stuff's great. I got to tell you though, in watching the sequel, my wife tapped out at uh, Wolf Cunnilingus. She was just <laughs> that, was, that was enough. So the beginning with the Red Rock was fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think it combines several of my favorite things: alcoholism, werewolves, <laughs> small towns. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I think for modern movies, it's 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 done pretty. It's, it's bonkers. Like yeah. just. If you're going to watch a movie called Wolf Cop, you know what you're getting into. 
but man. that the cover art is modeled off of Stallone's yeah. Cobra. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> it doesn't try to be anything. You know, it it knows what yeah. it is, and that's what yeah. that's what yeah. you should. Know. It's yeah. perfect. And the sequels, another Wolf Cop. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. the title. Like, yeah, you know what you're you're showing up for. Absolutely. <laughs> What's funny when we were looking through movies for to to revisit for this my wife was like how do you own the sequel but not the first one i was like jason gave it to me (laughs) (laughs) and she's like and you have the sequel on blu-ray and you don't even own the original film yeah (laughs) mcrub gave it to me all right professor uh we just got to get it out of the way the howling i know we've covered the franchise um but in terms of one of our uh most downloaded episodes isn't it the howling franchise Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's like uh, people love the idea of us absorbing the pain. Um, yeah, it, it it really it came out before uh, Werewolf in, American Werewolf in London that same year, um, and really kind of I think blew audiences away initially. Now it would be topped by just a pinch uh, later that year, but um, it, it's just it's kind of sad to me that they came out the same year because they're they're just so up there. And they're just so concentrated together in dime, whereas there are not that many great movies for this uh, subgenre over the years, and so you get these two right there that kind of overshadow uh, one another. But and it's, and they'd it's be just so unfair, damn good, and they'd be unfairly compared, yeah. for generations. And to come. this is the subject of butt hurt from all those years ago on episode eleven. Oh man, when we sat down and uh, both Chris and I took big old poop on the howling. That broke my heart. I, I've come around since then. I'm okay. However, that shit hurt. When we did the Howling franchise, I did a complete 180 on the Howling and appreciated it so much more. And also, <laughs> stars Robert Picardo, who I don't know if you knew this or not. Betty Quist. Uh, played the doctor in uh, Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Um, I had my annual viewing again in preparation for this to see if I would change my mind. I haven't. (laughs) I've softened. We'll put it that way. I've softened. I've developed a different appreciation for it. It still just still just doesn't hit for me. And I can I can tell I've upset many of you. That's definitely that hurts. It really does. Yeah. I I don't know how you say you're a werewolf fan and then go nah, the howling nah. It's fair. It hurts. It hurts. It's fair. Hey, I respect your opinion, but it's it's wrong. The, those <laughs> werewolves are very menacing. They're I'll, huge. I'll give it that. They're I think, huge, long-limbed. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. This time around, I think I pinpointed the thing that that bugs me about it. It just it drags for me. Would you say it's a slow burn? <laughs> <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. Okay, Vinny. Well, let's see. Here. He's going to say 2010 Wolfman Watch. No, um, I rewatched it. Something that I watched for this was from a Shutter's Creep Show in season one. Bad Wolf Down was an episode that they had where uh, some U.S. soldiers have been pinned down in a cabin by Nazis, and there's a woman locked up inside of the cell. And uh, it turns out she's a werewolf, and as they're about to be attacked, uh, they talk her, before they put her out of her misery, she bites all of them, so that they can fight off the Nazis, and uh, Nazis, the head Nazis played by, why am I not remember his name, Reanimator, 
Oh, Jeffrey Herb. Combs? Jeffrey oh, yeah. Combs. Thank oh, you. Right, Herb. 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 right to Herb. Herb. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs plays the lead Nazi. Oh. Uh, the role he was born to play. And uh, he also played multiple roles. Okay. In Star Trek Deep Space Nine. (laughs) 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 This this is all for Jason. (laughs) Every time I do this. Oh, because I love Jeffrey Combs, and that's you should bring up his other good works, but you go straight to Star Trek. But uh, it's a creep creep show. Not to go on a whole tangent, but creep show on Shutter (laughs) has largely been a disappointment for me. Um, Please. Shudder if you go further with it. Throw them some fucking money. Like, it, it's so low budget. Like, by that last season, it was really rough. But in this season one, part of the allure for me of a werewolf movie is a transformation scene. Mm-hmm. They're clever enough with how they do it because they go to the comic book panels and do it that way since they Smart. don't have the budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's still kind of a cop out. Yeah, but all in all, Creep Show season one, Bad Wolf Down. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It's a it's I've a decent werewolf it. episode. Yeah, never seen. I've it. never watched any of those. There's, there's, there's some out. really good ones. There's some that are really bad too. But I can say the same thing for Tales from the Crypt, and it had a budget. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so I took this opportunity to revisit a film and both of its sequels. I'm talking about. Ginger Snaps. Mm. Um, I remember liking the first one well enough, and again, I liked it well enough. But the second one, it it holds like it, it was the first time I'd seen it, and it was every bit as good as the first one. Um, I wasn't crazy about the ending, um, and then I read a little bit and said, okay, if you want to get a running start to make that jump. Sure, that works. But, yeah, I really enjoyed the second one. And the third one, they, like, go back in history. Okay, that's... Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember which was which. Okay. Yeah. The third one, they go back in history. And it's a little silly, but it wasn't terrible. So, uh, yeah, there's some fun to be had in the Ginger Snaps movies. I will agree. I've only seen the first one. I've only seen the first ones as well. But I remember passing it all the time and being like, well, that doesn't look like a werewolf movie. It looks like a layer. <laughs> Like a teen girl movie. Well, Roadblock to me for so long was just the name. I just didn't like the name. (laughs) But when you watch it, oh, the girl's name is Ginger. And she snaps. But the first one is very much a metaphor for uh, adolescence Mm. and coming into your own and and the changes that girls go through at that time. And so Which we know a lot about. Very well versed. <laughs> very well versed. <laughs> so uh yeah, uh Ginger Snaps. I'll throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, I believe we're back, back to back me. the Mc- uh, I'm gonna go Bad Moon. Oh yeah. Bad Moon. Yeah, I just watched it for the first time. <laughs> it is it, it's not I wouldn't say it's a, a great film, but I love the the scene in the campground where they just slaughtered all the people is amazing. The effects are really, really good in that movie. <laughs> I, Look, just, I just go ahead. The werewolf looks fantastic. Yeah. The movie itself, I'd never. I don't know. Maybe I'd heard of it, but I'd never watched it. Um, the bar is not very high for werewolf movies. Is when you're scrolling through, it's hard to tell, and you tend to judge by cover art. And but the wolf looks great. That CGI transformation scene almost negates all of the good qualities of the movie. 
That's fair. Toward the end, it's it true. is atrocious. the The Michael Jackson black or white video has better transformative <laughs> effects than this does. It's so bad that it's distractingly bad. Uh, but all in all, it's a pretty fucking good werewolf movie. For not being on my radar yeah. all this time, I became its new biggest fan, and I just think it's better than okay. Yeah. But but that's how low the bar is for werewolf. Right. Yeah. It's right. like you're right. The wolf itself looks great. The bonkers, the blood, all that's great. I will definitely watch this. He blows that werewolf's head off with a shotgun. I, I'm just like, yeah, every time. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. And I for for those of you listening at home, if you haven't seen it. Uh, Add that to your list. Yeah, it's the textbook definition of underrated. Like it's just a movie most people don't talk about, haven't heard, haven't heard of, and it's like for as you guys have mentioned, this subgenre being so shallow. This is like right on the cusp of top shelf, yeah. but yet most people haven't heard of it. Yeah, right. it's not going to make it in the upper echelon, but it's close. And an interesting uh, tidbit with this movie also is the different versions. There's a director's cut where he has altered the CG work nice. um, and made really? the ending uh, much more digestible um, with, with some hmm. of that stuff. So cool. if you get a Good chance, especially on the Blu-ray, it has both versions. Uh, it makes a huge difference I for tell, this movie. I would suggest people watch the first five minutes. Yeah. Good yeah. If you watch the first five, and if you're you're not interested at that point, then turn it off. It's not for you. You should <laughs> yeah. be on the hook by that yeah. time. I watched the first five minutes, and I was like, you know what? It's a little too late. I've had a few drinks. <laughs> I am gonna re. I'm gonna watch this when I can invest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Professor. Uh, the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Has anybody watched that? Still haven't. No, no. Still I've heard haven't. of it, but I've never watched it. I've seen well, the cover art everywhere. Since we, since you guys haven't seen it yet, I'll just keep it limited to Fargo meets Silver Bullet. Ooh, that's the right. easiest way to describe it. It's got a quirky humor. It's set in the winter. It's also, if it's not his last movie, it's one of his last movies with Robert Forster playing the sheriff. Okay, um, but it's it's literally Fargo meets Silver Bullet. Yeah, um, it's a well made movie. Um, yeah. That's one I definitely want to recommend. Uh, Jim Cummings is the uh, director of that and the star. Okay. Cool. Definitely have to check that out. Title one more time, please. The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Venomous, we're back around to you, bud. Well, let's see here. Um, One that I had never watched before that I went ahead and watched for this was In the Company of Wolves. Mm. Oh my gosh, I saw that. It's got Angela ago. Lansbury in it. Yeah. Um, gonna be honest, not crazy about it. Yeah. Uh, not really my cup of tea. Uh, I think the most memorable thing of it is uh, Transformations. Oh yeah. Uh, there is like an all-muscle... <clears throat> Transformation, like no fur, just muscle structure transformation. And there's also the famous, I think what it's most famous for is the snout coming yeah, out coming of the out mouth. Of the face, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, that cover art shook me as a kid. Yeah. Uh, but all, as, a, as a whole, it's a miss for me. Yeah. Some cool transformation stuff. I would love to see have that on a highlight reel of transformations. But uh, uh, other than that, I thought it was fairly forgettable. I know a guy who can make you a highlight reel of transformations. <laughs> <Is that right? laughs> uh, yeah, I remember watching it about 15 years ago, being underwhelmed, but noting the things that you noted. 
it, it's got it's just bon- it's bonkers enough to keep you watching it. Like there's like the dogs and, and it's like a fairy tale, did. right? Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's very yes. British. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Neil That's Jordan directed it. You also in uh, Beyond Lansbury, you also have David Warner, Stephen Ray, just great talent from over there, and this kind of almost fairy tale, you know, kind of storytelling to it. Okay. Back to the McRib. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, late phases. Ooh, not I don't I don't run into a lot of people who've watched it. Yeah, and it's surprisingly good for I not agree. being well known. I think I've seen it, but I can't recall any details. Did we it? covered it on an episode. Okay. I don't know if you were on it or not. Yep. And, and and solid effects. The transformations are good. It has everything that you'd want in a werewolf movie, but somehow doesn't make a lot of lists like yeah i agree uh, i think i watched it for the third time i uh, revisited mm-hmm. it for this and uh still feel the same way i think it's a solid werewolf movie that gets overlooked yeah i think uh we maybe did it on a mash yeah in the past but yeah it's it's an interesting one it's a werewolf at a retirement home yes. community you remember yes. that now yep yeah yeah it's a good one uh that main actor the dad mm-hmm. anyways I bring it. I just I found Stakeland on DVD at, oh, a, yeah, at a pawn yeah. shop recently. <laughs> <laughs> I got you now. <laughs> Merry Christmas! All right. Uh, I know what you're going to say. This is going to be your next one. Is uh, strippers versus werewolves? Oh, fuck! I have seen. <laughs> <laughs> I only bring it up because I remember you. Bring, you guys talked about it on the April Fool's. Is episode. that the one with Robert England? Or was that strippers and zombies? That's strippers and zombies. Or zombie strippers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all trash. Anyway, uh, all right. Thank you for the honorable mention w- there. No, that's not. A, don't don't watch that movie. Wa- watch that with a fever. It's one of the worst <laughs> nights of my life. That oh, that is the super bad one. It's Zo- real bad. Like zombie strippers is bad, but that werewolf yeah, strippers versus werewolves is, is yeah. real bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, take it out in the backyard and burn it. Yeah. It's bad. It's covered in the Geneva Convention. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the landfill with all those ET Atari games. All right, <laughs> Professor. Um, what else haven't we talked about? I was a teenage werewolf. I always like to go back a little bit. Man, seen that I have never seen it, and I have looked and tried to get my hands on it, and I've never been able to find <clears> it to watch it. Yeah, you, you should have called me because it's a great source of shame. Professor gave me a copy, and I still haven't watched it. What? Son of a bitch. <laughs> you want to Man. slap him in the face right now? <laughs> I've been um, looking for that for over a decade. Well, you're, you're trying at home to watch tonight. That's It's roughly what they modeled the uh, werewolf nightmares in the TV movie of It, based around uh, kind of the style of, of this one. Uh, from Michael uh, Landon, right? Michael Landon, mm-hmm. yep. Before Little House on the Prairie, 1957. Pretty ferocious-looking wolf. Uh, really leans heavily into the uh, puberty angle of it in the same way with Ginger Snaps. Ginger Snaps, yeah. Uh, but, you know, this this young boy going through changes, and, you know, it's no coincidence that he basically goes to ape shit in a gymnasium after hours after school with a gymnast girl in there, so you got, like, the hormone kind of angle of it. But um, it's this has really kind of just ended up on bootleg tables at uh, conventions. It's It's not something... I think for licensing reasons that just hasn't carried on, um, but again, in a with a topic that really doesn't have a long list of good movies, it's a shame that this one isn't easier to see. It's it's a fun one. I like the sequel. I was a teenage werebear. <laughs> <sighs> oh, that segment. 
all <laughs> an hour of the hour and a half movie. <laughs> it's so, not a horrible movie, so it's not something I, I, I don't think I've, I think I maybe watched it once, and I just was like, eh, you know, yeah. it doesn't hit for me. Yeah. Okay. Venomous one. Uh, I'm going to crack out a new one, then. Newer. Uh, the Werewolf by Night that was mm. on Disney Plus from Marvel Studios this past, was this past year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my, my hands down my favorite comic. I watched that again last night to refresh, and <clears throat> the idea that and for a current project to be presented in black and white <clears throat> is ballsy. Sure. Especially for a demographic that is a huge franchise for the general public with Marvel at this point to do that uh, and some really uh, uh, obscure characters honestly with Man-Thing and the werewolf but uh, and it, it's still on demand on Disney Plus right now As have you guys all watched you haven't seen it man it's one episode it's yeah. just a special one episode so you don't have to invest in a series or anything like that and it's these death dealers get together because the main guy has died and he has this uh, this gemstone that has magical properties these people are all monster hunters now they all have to compete against one another and whoever kills slays the monster that the gemstone's been embedded in its back and comes back with it they inherit the thing hmm it's and then one of the guys who's there is actually there to save the creature that's got the thing embedded in his back and you and he is the werewolf and it's so well done now this sounds like a rip off of troll dolls they had that gemstone in their <laughs> stomach <laughs> <laughs> That cut me deep. But where by night? I felt like I just had that Mitch McConnell stroke. (laughs) (laughs) Highly highly recommend. He told told me to watch it for this. Highly recommend. It's a good time. Well, you don't listen to nothing I tell you. (laughs) True. I also told you to watch uh, Werewolf of London. You You didn't do that either. (laughs) Read the comics. Let's just be fair. Werewolf of Night's a great comic. Cool. Yeah. Alright, fine. I won't be nervous. Yeah. Well, I did that listen to what... Cool, <laughs> the cool, I'm not going to cool, do it. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I, li- I like it for you. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Um, well, I didn't listen to a word Vinny said, <laughs> so I went and... Uh, instead, I went and checked out from the library uh, <sighs> Wolf featuring Jack Nicholson. I just uh, watched that this morning for the Mike first time Nichols in 15 movie. years. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes in that is just when he turns and just pisses on the, oh, that guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, his James Spader's Very good. Well, it was interesting. Uh, Had you seen it before? No. Okay. My first time. Um, it was fine. Uh, it, it was more of like a, an adult drama, like a romantic drama with a wolf story in it. I owned this on VHS a long time ago. Um I feel like this is around the same time they did that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with De Niro. I could be wrong. Um, Feels like it. I remember watching it and wanting it to be way better than it was and being rather disappointed with it. I haven't seen it in probably 15 years, so I went ahead and watched it this morning. Um, 
give it another whirl. I have a more favorable view of it now, being a little bit older. I think what I didn't like as a younger man was uh, a little bit slower paced than I would have liked. A little more drama than I would have liked. Um, but after watching it again this time, uh, I don't care for the Marvel Comics ending. The bad guy with the same powers as you ends in a slugfest that after that movie didn't do well the years later they thought you know what let's do that again with Benicio Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins uh, <laughs> and for Rick Baker being involved in the makeup the makeup's really lackluster Yeah, like Henry Hull's makeup is better in Werewolf of London than this and I almost, but I almost feel like this understated version of it. Maybe Rick Baker was trying to do a Henry Hall type of makeup because it's a little similar. Yeah. But uh, as a whole, the movie just kind of misses for me. I mean, dude, it's it's never hit for me. Um, I do like that scene where he pisses on the floor. But <laughs> did you? I, I figure Abner was into the uh, when when Jack Nicholas catches that deer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Have you ever it's like, done reminds that? me, I need to get my hunting license. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rewatch that scene every year before deer season, <laughs> which is great. I love that they did that callback in uh, Beer Fest with yeah, Barry Badrenak. Yeah. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> which is also that's an American Werewolf in London too. Um, yeah, Wolf Wolf's a good time. Um, I think uh, you know another layer of it that is interesting is just you know you've got this old guy who's kind of losing everything. It's and it's his chance to become Alpha Boy. Alpha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it it's not bad. It's I like the subtleties where like uh not only is his confidence growing yeah. and his senses are enhanced, but his hair starts coming back. Yeah. Like I, those kind of things those little things are cool about it. But largely I I it misses for me, largely. Sure. Though I do like it better this time around. McRib. Oh, what else we got here? Um, <laughs> we're starting to scrape the barrel. We're starting to scrape the barrel. <laughs> There's a, a bonkers one, and, and, and not a lot of people know about it, and I'm not going to say it's great, because it's not, but I always liked it because I love the poster, and it's a uh, full moon high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a Larry Cohen movie. Oh, yeah. Mark and Cohen. Yeah. Hmm? Markin, the lead. Oh. Uh, Adam Markin. I think, yeah, that's his name. And it's just bonk. I like, you know, he's a the football player. He's it's 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 not great, but it's okay. I think that's the same year as the Howling American Werewolf in London. It's like this not, weird not burst sure, of how, uh, werewolf movies in the same year after nothing for quite well, a while. It's got the you know, it's got a werewolf in the Letterman's jacket. So <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Professor. Um, I watched Werewolf of Washington for the first time. It was always uh, kind of collected within uh, public domain situations, so it was often put out there, but I just never watched it. Um, it was way more... It wasn't what I... I always thought of it as something else until I threw this on. It, it's basically a post-Nixon satire. Okay. Um, but with uh, a guy who, you know, an up-and-comer in D.C. and all all around these functions is also a werewolf. And it, it gets very uh, bizarre at times. And th- there's no subtlety to it, even 
at the beginning of the movie there there's title cards explaining from the director that the thing that scared him the most over, over his entire life was uh, the Wolfman and Nixon and so then he jumps into uh, the movie. But Dean Stockwell is um, very entertaining. The makeup is kind of off the wall, but not too crazy. So yeah, I enjoyed it. Anybody else seen it? And you would know uh, Dean Stockwell from Quantum Leap, where he started with Scott Bakula, who was Captain Archer <laughs> in Enterprise. The guy who plays Ziggy. Yeah. The guy he's talking. Okay. Yeah. Rest in peace. Speak my language. RIPs. <laughs> uh, I have seen Werewolf of Washington. Uh, I'm that pretty sure that's a public domain movie, yeah. so a lot of horror hosts do it. I actually watched it on Tubi, uh, Elvira's movie Macabre from like 81 with her host in it. Tubby. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of fun to watch it with her interjections and things like that. Honestly, I would recommend watching it that way. Uh, because no matter what copy you find, the quality sucks yeah. on the film, so it's nice to have a host interjecting different things in it. I've, I've never watched it. It was on our list of movies. To, when I was in high school, uh, we were doing a, a, a cable access show where we're, we were going to show that, but it never got. we never made it that far. So we were like four episodes in. That was on the list, but I've never watched it. Yeah, never seen it. Yeah. Venomous. I watched one I'd never seen before called Brotherhood of the Wolf from 2002. That French film? Yes. Oh, shit. I watched that one. Um, About the wolf of uh, Gavoudan? It's fine. Yeah. It's got uh, some uh, oui. interesting... Uh, the Beast of Gavoudan. Did you say Gavin Rosdale? Yeah. It's interesting to see the uh, a... French take on uh, a Native American ah. uh, that's involved in it, and largely a miss for me. Um, I didn't hate it by any stretch, but it just wasn't quite what I'm in looking for. It's one I like. I do. I do enjoy it, but a few strikes against it. Um, it's too long. Far too long. It's like very long. Two thirty. Two forty-five. Yeah, far it? too long. Yeah, it's a long investment for a for a French film, and just some weird action sequences yes. that are just like I don't know I the mean, dudes in 1700s France were doing that. Isn't there? <laughs> isn't that's has, there's a border collie in it? Like there's dogs just walking around. They had the uh, the Native American man out there doing the Martian arts, fighting people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting. I do. I've got that on DVD. I haven't watched. It's well. It's like my list of things that like. I know I like that movie. This is on with the Ghost Dad too. <laughs> yes, and Ed, <laughs> and Dunstan and checks in. King Ralph, <laughs> <laughs> bangers. Uh, you guys could leave anytime. <laughs> so yeah, does he, Ghost Dad hit differently for you now? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer Ghost Dad too. Ghost Dad. That's really. a thing? Yeah. Oh. You made that up. All right. So, moving on to the next one. Let's talk about... <coughs> All right. Let's do, a, let's do a double whammy here. Obviously, we have to address Lon Chaney's Wolfman. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Right? Uh, I mean, uh, there's not a whole lot to say. We love it. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the sequels that it spawned were unique in their own different ways. And really establishes a lot of all of this. Oh, yeah. So much of the... The rules of the... the the Wolf's Bane, yeah. the Silver, all that stuff. I mean, I've got 
I've got it tattooed on my thigh. Like it's, yeah, it's it's a favorite of ours. Um, so that just needs to be mentioned. But now I revisited the Benicio del Toro Wolfman, um, and I'm actually less kind to it this time around. It's it's not terrible, um, but it's not as good as the first time I watched it. I don't think, and then. I just knew that abysmal WWE fight scene. They just at the end. ruin it with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it it passes. I, I mean, feel like yeah. some executive made them do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean the the historical context, uh, the costuming, the cinematography. There's it's got a lot going for it, but anything it has going for it just is out the window when you get to that final fight. Made Rick Baker quit the business. Yeah, yeah they, they were allegedly horrible to him on set. Have you seen that one, Jason? I have seen it. Uh, it's not definitely not a favorite. It's not. It's okay, but it's not great. Uh, yeah. Really, the only kind thing I can say about it is they made an action figure that's pretty cool. That scene where he's in the observatory and they've got him strapped down. He says, "I will kill every one of you," and then he transforms in there and just murders everybody. I think that scene is great. Um, CGI transformations just don't hit for me. Like, some of them look good, but it'll never be the same to me as a practical effect. Yeah. Um, it'll never amaze me the way a, a, a practical effect will. Uh, I like the movie up until that whole thread with Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Just yeah, garbage. I agree. There's a lot of mood um, to that movie early on, and a lot of things when you're watching it, you're like, I don't really get all the hate. Like the first half, it's really set up nicely. It's a well-made movie, and then by the time it's over, it's like, oh man, we're so close. Yeah, there's so a lot of good close. there, but yeah, and it's too long. That's another one. It's just yes. it's too long. Yeah, McRib, we're back to you, cowboy. Oh boy, we're running out of. As I said, we're starting to <laughs> scrape that barrel, son. You know what? And this, I wrote it down because, I, and but I can't recall it completely. It's Wolfen. Okay, I haven't same year. Yeah, the big year. I've seen it one time. I wanted to rewatch it for this, but I remember the first time I watched it, I liked it. I'm a I'm a mark for Albert Finney, so I, I like Albert Finney in it. I like the story. Um, I like the tie-in with the Native American folklore. I think the only thing lacking is like you don't really get a lot of true werewolf type exactly. stuff. You get wolves, yeah. but not as much werewolf. So I, I remember liking it, and it's really hard to track down. I wanted to watch it again. I have it on VHS, and I, li- I always like the cover, but yeah, it's not. Yeah, it is a great cover. Yeah, it's just not one that I, I checked I, it out I, from it's... the library like 15 years ago. I can't imagine how many people have chewed on it since then. So I didn't even try <laughs> to go rent it again. Or check it out again. Is the library still renting out? Uh, what, are, what are you getting? Just DVDs or? Uh, they do DVDs, some Blu-ray. We okay. got a really good library system here in Muncie. Okay. Yeah. So we, just, we do not. Well, I'll tell you this: I couldn't, ah. I couldn't track down Hammer's Mummy movie, which is my favorite Mummy movie, and our library had it on Blu-ray. <laughs> and I, I contemplated. Stealing it, stealing it, <laughs> <laughs> and paying the lost fee because it would have been cheaper than buying. It's it's more accessible now. I've bought it since then, but back then I was like, I can't find this fucking movie anywhere. <laughs> so that's how good. good that's how good. How do you look the lady in the eye when you check that out, knowing <laughs> that you're going to steal a movie? <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Robert, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I saw, I've seen Wolf, and it's been years ago. Yeah, and again, same. more difficult to come by, and yeah. uh, just haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, we're on Professor. Um, one that I went back to that I had not seen since I was a kid was Mom from 1990. Um, it basically is a, a guy dealing with realizing that his elderly mother has become a transforming werewolf in, a, in Los Angeles. Huh. Um, it's, I mean, it's B-grade goofiness. It has a stuntman, uh, Brian James, who was in a number of movies. Um, horror fans would probably recognize him, I think, from Shocker. Um, but... Yeah, I mean it's it's a ridiculous movie. Even on the cover, it's just got the woman with you know the silver hair sitting in a rocking chair, just looking absolutely ridiculous with sunglasses on. <laughs> um, yeah, I can remember watching that back then, and I just tracked it down for this. It was interesting revisiting. Huh. Uh, not never not never not good or bad. It's just exactly what you'd think it Something is. It is what it is. Yeah, nonsense. Vinny. I'm going to say the one that probably kicked off my love for werewolves, period. And that's Teen Wolf. Oh, Scott Howard, yeah. boy. Yeah. Playing that b-ball. It was, oh, that's, what that, a movie. That's the only Teen Wolf, by the way. I, I'll accept nothing else with that title as Teen Wolf, okay? Yeah. yeah. If you ain't from Beaverton High, <laughs> then you can go suck a. How hard would you pop off if they had a... Werewolf Star Trek episode. Oh man, don't don't, <laughs> don't play with me like that. The temperature just got warmer. Here. Don't Ooh, play boy. with me like that. Yeah, another button coming down on the shirt. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Teen Teen Wolf was the epitome of cool. Yeah, uh, back then, just everything about it, and it, it still holds up. I mean, there there's the nostalgia angle on it to where you know it's it's an interesting, entertaining artifact, but it's still just a really good movie. Fuck yeah, it's entertaining. Look. He was five foot five. I was a short kid, and he was dunking on motherfuckers on the basketball court. Transformation scene was cool. He rode. He surfed on top of a fucking van. Uh, he got to see titties. Like he was everything that I wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was it. Yeah, I can remember even at the time being like, "Did somebody? Did somebody make this for me?" Because <laughs> yeah. I was oh, yeah. obsessed with Back to the Future, werewolves, and NBA. And so it's like a werewolf playing basketball played by Marty McFly. It tricked me Hell into yeah. thinking I could play basketball. <laughs> yeah, love that one. Same way Rocky one. made every white guy think he could box. <laughs> That's just a staple. There's, there's nothing you can say about that. It's just a staple. And then his basketball teammate, unfortunately, had some brain damage, and he shows up in Leprechaun. That's and true. So Leprechaun is a Teen Wolf <laughs> sequel. That's after he stole Pee Wee's bike. It's a spinoff. Oh I, boy. I never, with people that cosplay at cons, I never get pictures with them for the most part. It's just not my thing. Uh, but years ago, there was a kid who was dressed as Teen Wolf, and I was like, I gotta get a picture with that nice. kid. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> nice. Perfect. I marked out for the guy, uh, off subject, but the guy who was Ernest that year at Horror Hound. Oh, yeah. oh was fan, great. It was fantastic. And there was a guy dressed as Mr. T that I marked out for hard. <laughs> Billy, uh, the Ernest guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah. he was so good. Yeah. So good. I want to start an all-earnest podcast called You Know What I Mean. <laughs> I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Call me. All right. Let's talk about a wild little Wes Craven film called Cursed. Ah, yes. Uh, it's Scream. 
<laughs> She's waiting for everyone to be happy. With uh, CG werewolves. It's uh, aptly named. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the production was cursed. Yeah, I think and so was the final product. I think our general yes. consensus was there's enough entertaining things to see in this movie. It's just that the movie itself hot mess. Yeah. yeah. It's it's another screen. Yeah. I mean, it really is with the layout and the, and the way they structure the cast even and it, I mean, it's got some entertaining parts, um, but yeah. I mean, werewolf middle finger. I mean, that's <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I have never liked this movie. No, never. really. This poop. Never liked it. There, I think actually, when we go back to, I think Wilson and I were the only ones who said that we like it enough to watch it again. Like yeah. It's poopy. <laughs> no, poopy. Yeah. It's and fun. like Christina Ricci isn't enough to bring me back. Yeah. <laughs> McRib, back to you, buddy. Oh boy. Let's see what else have we talked about that I got on this list here? Did we see Curse of the Werewolf. Nope, not Dude, that's no, what I was going to bring up next. I'm sorry, that's no, you're fine. No, you it's go for shit. it. It's a great. That's a great film. Period. Still haven't seen it. Uh, I told him you should probably watch that one for this. this did you loan him this one? He didn't yeah. watch it. Uh, he actually gave me this one in the <laughs> Hammer collection. Uh, but I think, do you only collect collections? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Hey, Hammer's so hard to me collect. giving you Wolf Cop, Cop Two was Wolf Cop. Wolf Cop. That's next. Call, one. Call oh, for next it. production. <laughs> Um, I was like, yeah, I don't even know what to do with this single movie. But when when <laughs> Professor gave it to me, I think he said... So he had purchased that collection on DVD. Um, it had had some sort of glitch for it. His mm-hmm. dad bought him a replacement. And he had told me at the time that the glitch was specifically in Curse of the Werewolf. But I didn't know if, like, with advancement of Blu-ray and DVD players, if it would work that out. or So I just hadn't taken the plunge. Also, I was told I should have watched... Werewolf in London over Curse of the Werewolf because you only get like three minutes of Werewolf in Curse of the Werewolf. That's true. Fair. Yeah, it's it's a great few minutes. Yeah, here here's the catch with this movie: it is ridiculous how long it takes to really dig into the goods and all of One the, of the weirdest werewolf origin stories ever. Yeah, and the seediness of you said of origin, we, not orgy. Right? Yeah, <laughs> of how we get that there. Howling movie with the the product of where his conception is, and then. It just, it really takes a while to get there, but when it does, yes. it's arguably the scariest werewolf in movie history. Great look. Me and my dad for years have joked about the guy that's in the cell with him and what what it would be like to be him. It's like, oh my God, because when he really, I mean, when he lets it loose on camera, that he's a bad looking bitch. <laughs> he's Oliver Reed's very good. I mean, he's on, the, he's on the cover of my favorite childhood werewolf book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's that iconic, fantastic look. Mm-hmm. Man, but there's Scary just not shit. enough of it. Yeah, yeah. Professor, hmm. Got anything left? That was the the next one I was going to talk about. Um, I I'll be honest, I had one on, but I I didn't fully retain it. But uh, Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory, oh, which yeah. is also oh, popped up frequently within the public mm-hmm. domain. Uh, string of uh, different things on television, but I threw this on, and you know the design was goofy but fun enough in it. It was. I watched this one again uh, on YouTube. Wolfman Mac hosted it, and Matt Kelly, and uh, those those public domain ones because the quality is mostly suffers on those. I find them most enjoyable to find it with a with a decent host. Yeah, but yeah, that one is. Uh, <clears throat> it's a dubbed film, if I recall. Yeah. Um, 
but it's in, it's better than a lot of your public mm-hmm. domain fare. Like it's it's not a bad flick. It's worth checking out, especially in a category like this. This isn't so deep. I mean, yeah, it, it's worth checking out at least once. Uh, going back to Creep Show, there was a Creep Show holiday special that they did as well, and it's this guy who goes to a it's like a shapeshifters anonymous meeting. But- in the basement of a place, and there's, uh, because he believes he's a werewolf, and he meets with a woman who, uh, she says that she is a were-leopard, and there's a guy who... Is that like MILF? Who thinks he's or? a were-turtle, <laughs> and there's a guy who thinks he's a were-pig, <laughs> and a woman who doesn't physically transform, she's a furry... But she uh, identifies as a were-hippo. <laughs> and so he's in this place telling them about how he's come to this conclusion that he thinks he's a werewolf. Uh, it, it's wild as shit. So it comes down to the legend of Santa Claus. He was created to hunt down a werewolf. And... He basically all the mall Santas and all this shit are are minions who kill shapeshifters, and then the whole place is attacked in an onslaught of like mall Santas, and they all transform into their wear whatevers and fight them off. Weird as shit, but pretty fun to watch. Interesting. Sounds like it was written while on LSD. Yeah, yeah. it sure does. Yeah, I've never seen it. I haven't either. Never seen it. Well, let me tell you one that's going to be a short conversation. We covered it on Dead End Sequels, an American Werewolf in... Oh. Gay Old Perry. Oh, man, American Werewolf in Paris. The movie is fucking awful. A movie is so bad that it was gifted to me in a Blu-ray steel box. If you say you watched that one instead of the ones that Professor gave I did you. not revisit it. No, no, no. In fact, I gave this one to Professor. Uh, yeah, besides that... that Bush song on the soundtrack. There's not much else to say good about this movie. And you said something good about the Bush song, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. All right. Just yeah. a swing in this. Yeah, not good. Now you want to talk about bottom of the barrel? <laughs> McRib. Um, I all I have left is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Whoop whoop. Great. Which is great. I mean, that's. Another up there. It's got to be a staple. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Professor? I'm tapped out. Tapped out? Venomous? Tapped. All right. Last few to mention here. Has anyone seen the newer film, Werewolves Within? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Werewolves who Within. Done yeah, a whodunit oh. at a ski lodge mm-hmm. kind of place. Like the one with like, the sheriff-looking guy. Yep. Kind of, yeah, Based I'm on a video sure. game. Uh, it's good. Yeah, wasn't bad at all. Yeah, it was entertaining. So, mm. would definitely recommend Werewolves Within. It'd be a fun double feature with the one I mentioned, with uh, Snow Hollow. Yeah, sure. Uh, the time of year. Yeah, because when it came out, I was like, "There's two Werewolf Snow movies." <laughs> um, another one that we covered for the show, I think it was just Professor and I and Mad Chan Howl. Oh yeah, British one on the train. Yeah, it's really good. It's a great story. The werewolves look like dog trash. <laughs> But the story's story's fantastic. Really good. Yeah. So, watch Howl if you're really into the genre. Be forgiving with the werewolves because the story's that good. Hmm. Uh, Underworld franchise. Yep. 
Yep, that's I was hoping you though. wouldn't bring that up. Underworld <laughs> franchise also worth. Uh, I think the the I think Karen and I's favorite one besides the first one was probably like Rise of the Lycans, where they go back in time with the fight between the werewolves point, yeah. and, and werewolves. They at least look good. Yeah, yeah they, do. they do. Yeah, they look good for CGI. That, yeah. that, that are more CGI than practical, they do look good. And last but not least, we gotta say it just because it's here. Twilight. <laughs> we didn't have to say it. <laughs> if this wasn't my own microphone, I'd knock it over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got Jacob, part of a tribe, They're but they're just giant CGI wolves. They look like the wolves from Game of Thrones. Thanks for stopping by. Poop. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, oh, and let's also, the, the way you said that reminds me, we also have to talk about the werewolves in one of my favorite movies, and now, series, What We Do in the Shadows. True. That's werewolves. That, it's so good. <laughs> Guys, what we do in the shadows is amazing. The, the show, the movie yeah. and the show. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, werewolves. So good. Yeah, so a lot of fun with werewolves in that. Too. They throw the chew toy over the, I love that. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> A lot of fun there. That right there is werewolf piss. (laughs) (laughs) So Jackie Daytona. uh, All right. Well, solid round table. Solid round table. And just to think, just to think, there are hundreds of other werewolf movies that are pure trash that we didn't even mention. Yeah, for sure. That's the truth. It's like a, you, you think you just you're like what do you need in a werewolf movie? You need a good werewolf and a good transformation scene. You need some good kills and, and a decent story, and you should be able to shoot to the top of this list. Yeah, and you need a conflict between the protagonist and the antagonist that draws you in emotionally. Well, I mean, that's that's what you want. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess I'm a film student now. No, nah, that's if you didn't even have to tell me you watched Twilight as soon as you said emotion. I would have been like, well, this guy's doing Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signing off as the beta male on the podcast here. <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I've been joined by Professor Wagstaff, Minimus Vinny, uh, Jason Congo's better than you think it is, McCullough. <laughs> oh, stay scary. Ow.